The Blokebusters Podcast is a proud member of the Pod Bros Network, where you can find us as well as other excellent podcasts such as Sarcasm City, Worst Millennials, and Late Night Gamers at podbros.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Tonight's story is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. And uh, this is? Lilu Dallas Multipass. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Houston, we have a problem. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Now, where was I? Welcome to another episode of French Fried. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And this is our little uh, offshoot of the Blockbusters podcast, where we take uh, the latest film in, in this case, the original series um, in a franchise that we feel may have just uh, gone a little too far, needs to go away forever. Um, and kind of our whole point in doing this is that we love to see original work, um, original ideas, and not so much the uh, the reboots and the endless sequels. Yes, that we're running into the uh, ground of every. Yes, character. not that we haven't seen a few good ones here and there, but by and large, you know, um, what we're doing with this is uh, is showing the the worst side of these things. Yes. Um, just catch, just uh, look through the back catalog of our French ride. So, uh, <laughs> as you can guess by whatever uh, title Paul or I put on this, uh, we are talking about 1973's Battle for the Planet of the Apes. The yes. last in the um, originally uh, started franchise with Charlton Heston. Um, long gone from from the, these films, I believe. Yes. Um, but before we get into all of that, where can the good people of the internet find us, Paul? Well, if they really wish to get a hold of us, then they can find us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters, and Instagram at Blokebusters. You can email us, Blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com, and we have a website, Blokebusters.webs.com, because, well, we still haven't paid for just plain old .com there, and uh, we also are on the Podbros Network website, which is Podbros.com, along with many other fine podcasts. Please do go give that a listen. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and so, yes, the nuts and bolts for this film, the 1973, is directed by J. Lee Thompson, who, I'll cool. be perfectly honest, <laughs> never heard of before. So there we go. One of my favorites. Yes, uh, a budget of, and I'm fairly certain this is not adjusted for inflation, 1.7 million, and Damn. a box office of 8 million eight hundred and forty four thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars i'm fairly certain that's entirely domestic i don't know if there was an international release with this one i imagine there was but they don't have the figures so there we go i'm okay. looking entirely on you and and just a quick uh little addendum here um jay lee thompson was the director of the guns of navarone which Wow, okay. surprising because that is a classic. So, <laughs> all right, um, but that was twelve years earlier. So I don't know. He, I don't know what happened that he uh, took this job. But okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> no judgment, but judgment. Okay. <laughs> All right. right, So uh, where are we cracking into this thing? Um, (laughs) Well, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, yes. So what is is your apes experience uh, film-wise? My apes experience is 
I know the end of the original Planet of the Apes because mm-hmm. even though I haven't seen the film, I have watched TV mm-hmm. and also seen other films. So therefore, of course, I know the ending of the original Planet of the Apes. Uh, I have seen the, I guess, the, the big Hollywood reboot that they did with Jim Franco. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. can't remember, was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? It was movie? Rise of the Planet of the Apes that he was in. For I mean, he does pop up via little tiny screen on a on a camcorder um, playback in in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. But Rise of the Planet of the Apes was the James Franco starring movie. Hmm. I would have thought it'd be the other way around with the name because I feel like Dawn and then Rise. Yeah, um, yeah, right. the least of the <laughs> series problems, but uh, yes. so I, actually, I, I yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was gonna say, I, I, so I saw that, and then I remember, I remember not being too put off by it. I, I, I like it, but I loved seeing Andy Serkis as Caesar, he mm-hmm. was very good in that, and I kind of enjoyed watching Jane Franco not just do a comedy role, mm-hmm. and it was very hard seeing Tom Felton in it <laughs> that was just weird uh, but then yeah. the second one came out and i was like yeah, i'll probably go and see it and then i just never did um and i have seen the i'm fairly certain it mark Wahlberg one. Ooh, boy that one off with the by tim burton yeah yes i've seen that that which was supposed to be a whole series but did so poorly yeah they tanked it <laughs> yeah so, it. so there you go i've seen uh, the start of two different attempts to reboot the franchise and now i've seen this one so there we go all right so um i have as you uh well maybe not seen but just as am culturally aware of the first film and what happens in it and the ending i don't know that i've ever seen more than maybe a few scenes of the film um and i've certainly never sat down to like try to watch it ever uh (laughs) and then i have seen um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, so I did not see Rise, which was 2011. I've seen 2014's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, mostly for Paul reasons, if people know um, the podcast well enough, for its visual aesthetic, right. for aesthetics and for what was put on screen and the scope. Um, it, I, thought it, I thought it was a highly entertaining movie. Um, albeit probably a little too long um, at, at a, a busting over two hours for this kind of action movie. Yeah. But um, that is pretty much the only one I've ever seen in entirety. Never <laughs> seen the Marky Mark one. Um, and I did want to see Rise, but I've just, I don't know. I've, I I got to pick and choose with my James Franco because he can be a little unbearable at times, uh, I find him. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that being said, I do really want to see the disaster artist. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that is pretty much my experience with that. And just a little uh, backtrack here, if you're new to the French Fried, I didn't mention it up top. Um, once we decide on what we're covering on French Fried, we do not re- we do not bone up on any homework that maybe have been missed in the series. No. Uh, so we come in with it having whatever knowledge of the series or whatever experience we've had with, with the franchise uh, coming in fresh. So we just watch the movie that we're supposed to watch, and that is all. So yes. it's more fun. Yeah, so... Sometimes we don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> on these. Um, apologies, Chucky fans, you know, that we were talking out of our ass on that one, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that being said, 
Oh boy. <laughs> so what do you think of this one, Paul? Um, well, I will tell you that my first note that I wrote down uh, was that the production values for the film seemed to be on par with what we generally see with franchises that go on too long, which is that mm. the budget starts to run out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know where that 1.8 million went. I literally I find that shocking. 1.8 million, <laughs> but okay. Yes, uh, I I can only assume that because the franchise itself was doing so well, they mm-hmm. they must have just had kind of a flat rate that they did. Yeah, well, I mean, a, some of that, a lot of that could be location. Uh, you know, locations yeah. can get expensive. That's right. Um, I don't know how much money Roddy McDowell was uh, was getting getting at that point, but <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, I I don't see a whole lot of uh, plus four hundred thousand dollars on that screen. I don't know, but well, maybe most of it went to making the eight faces. Well, game. they need <laughs> to get a refund. <laughs> so, yes. um, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I will say that uh, obviously it's very kind of giant, especially now. Obviously, this yeah. film was made so long ago; the effects weren't really there to be able to touch up and yes. do all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. you know, take take everything with a little yeah. Let's bit get of a that caveat out of the way up front. We know this is 1973, but we're still going to rip into this quite a bit, I think. So, yes, I would say. So. Uh, yeah. um, my only thing I'll say though is that uh, uh, I was well aware of kind of how shoddy those things are, and I was always looking every time the mouth was open you're always like looking inside to see if you can see the other mouth inside it <laughs> like like uh giggers alien <laughs> the mouth in a mouth yeah, yeah. Or, or the uh the live action teenage mutant into turtles uh-huh. um, yeah but uh, i i did i grew to uh accept them as the film went on oh, okay like, this is kind yeah. of where it's going like you, you either had to keep making fun of it every time it's on screen, which is every single scene yes. in this, mm-hmm. or you just kind of go with it. And I, yeah. I was willing to, to let it go around about the halfway point. I was like, oh, right, <laughs> we're saddled with this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was telling Paul before we started that I was getting in kind of a little bit of a quick rewatch. I watched it last night for the first time, or the night before this recording. And... Um, and then I just kind of was jumping around, and I was being a little more forgiving this this second time around, uh, jumping through a few scenes. Yeah. Um, but I did my note much later to kind of what we're talking about was that this looks like a high high school stage production of Planet of the Apes, <laughs> <laughs> like a modern high school stage production. Um, yeah, and yeah. I don't think that's too far off. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it kind of I feel like. And uh, it's going to sound weird. It's uh, entirely because of like the setting and stuff like that. But it almost feels like I was watching them doing something on the set of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like it was uh, that kind of feel to it of they just throw on the costume, just get out there and do some acting. And it's just all of these people just milling around in this area that they clearly paid for for like a week <laughs> like we've got to get all these scenes done as quickly as possible so we're not burning up film because this was back when yeah. film was expensive exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, would easily catch fire <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh, but um, so anyway yeah we kind of start off with um, I don't even know the character name it's, it's not important 
uh, old ape person telling the story, I guess kind of uh, doing a quick backtrack of the series, I would gather, of things that happened, of um, yes. men enslaving, or man enslaving apes, and the rise uh, of the apes, uh, something along those lines. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a nice um, catch-up for people that haven't seen the previous film. Now, yeah, I, I feel like I it thought was... it was very clumsy. I thought the prologue was very messy. It, um, it was, and it, it definitely felt like you were watching a quick rehash of the film that must have been immediately before this one, rather than an overarching. Because it yeah, I, I yeah, I think this was for everyone that had been going along this quote-unquote journey uh, so far Um, but yeah one of my first notes was oh the costuming because (laughs) that first uh, we get uh, some VO with um, who we find out are Caesar's parents um, getting gunned down and we have just a very obvious dummy like flop <laughs> to the ground, I, or flop to the deck that. of the ship. It just like bounces <laughs> off, and it weigh, you can tell it weighs like four pounds. <laughs> just flops around, and and then this line just cracked me up. So both were brutally murdered. <laughs> oh, you mean where I just saw them? The two get shot and fall to their yeah. deaths and get covered up. <laughs> So, yes, they were murdered. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I would like to point out, you only see the one guy, like oh, the guy gets shot, and then he quite clumsily tumbles over, and that is the mannequin that slams into the ground and bounces a little. And then it's his wife, like, crawling up to him and putting her arm around him, but she doesn't have any blood on her at all. You don't see her get shot. Like, it's just like, no, oh, no, no. she's just dead, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. Yeah. Sympathy pains. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll toss in a little, uh, some nice things here and there just to even it out, but I do enjoy the old style of full credits up front. I've yeah. always been a fan of that. I love getting them out of the way, and it forces you to watch, actually watch them because it's integrated into the film. The film is starting, and you're you're seeing the credits. Uh, so I do like that those people get recognized and don't just have people throwing their popcorn buckets on the floor and bolting for the door, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, so I do like that. I know that's a really small <laughs> bit of praise, but <laughs> I liked the credits. <laughs> well, yeah. well, hey, I will actually say, as, as shoddily done as the prologue was, for someone coming into this franchise having not seen any of the previous ones, like it was perfect. I got a bit of a catch-up of the story that was actually relevant to the film I was about to watch, and it gave me information that they didn't want to just have a character clumsily say during the film. So it was like, I, I enjoyed it more than like what, Cult of Chucky. It was just like okay. I, well, I guess yes, that is a high bar to here. be. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, the problem with a lot of these franchises, especially now, is they just assume that you have definitely watched every single entry, which sometimes isn't possible. So just to have something which kind of catches you up in the first like eight minutes, I felt was a very good way to do it. And then while I was thinking that. You did see a lot of rubber truncheon work from the guards mm-hmm. as they were 
hitting all of these people and you just watch it bend against their back as they it's like oh very effective work there well oh my gosh this yes i'm wow yeah the the props and the uh yeah just the whole action sequence uh sequences have some issues here but i mean the first thing that really really stuck out horribly other than that dummy falling was general aldo played by claude Akins, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. That you can clearly see the actor's white skin <laughs> behind the in the eyes yes. around the eyes. <laughs> so so jarring. Like, <laughs> like seriously, you couldn't black that out. Like that's not expensive. You spent a hundred one point eight million dollars on this movie, and <laughs> you couldn't get yourself some eye black. <laughs> And maybe it was the seventh take, and they'd run out of the. I mean, did, it, did you think it got better in other scenes, or I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, again, I noticed it, some of the other gorillas looked better. I thought than oh, than Aldo did, but yeah, no, definitely. I I think the problem is that again, um, the way that I had with the general faces that I just kind of got used to, like okay, that's how they look. I think I stopped looking for that as the film yeah. went on because I just mm-hmm. expected that it was there. So uh, I, yeah, not living up to my general potential there when it comes to that. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think the problem with that was like, these films are clubbed together based on oh the tenth take was perfect for that one or the fifth take was perfect and I'm sure they didn't have the time to touch up the makeup between every single take so you you do end <laughs> up with a lot of oh no yeah they forgot it with this one and then it cuts oh, away and yeah. it cuts back and oh you're fine again it's just continuity the nightmare and stuff like this I'm sure and I have no nothing to back this up but I feel like this was like a 16 day shooting schedule I feel like this was really Tightly made. I don't yes. know. <laughs> kind of felt like uh, an old school studio era uh, shoot to me because I'm I'm sure that they did only have the location for a small amount of time. So they were like, we're just going to keep filming. Like, this is, they're going to get everything done. They don't want to pay oh, yeah. all the actors. I, I'm sure this months. film was hell, hell for the extras. I'm sure, like, there are <laughs> awful war stories from the extras of this film uh, about just. I mean, I know there are ones from, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff about those awful long night shoots in Two Towers, but uh, I'm sure this is up there with just being overworked, and, um, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't a fun experience for for the people that weren't featured yeah, <laughs> in this. Not. Um, now, one thing I did want to mention up front, because it, it plays very heavily throughout the entire film, is... I assume you noticed, being the uh, the audio guy that you are, exactly how much they use music in this loud music at that to attempt to set the tone, rather than yes. letting it play out as it would. <laughs> yeah. So this is a I I attribute this. This is a I think kind of a trope of seventies cinema. Um, yeah. Very leading with the score. Um, <laughs> I mean, overpowering, really, with it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's just okay. We get it. Something tense is about to happen. Oh, but it it almost it over 
over promises and under delivers is what it ends up doing. Yeah, I, I almost expected at some point, and obviously completely different franchise entirely, but the the Star Trek just, do, 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 just to jump in at mm. some point, and I was like, you're going with the most heavy-handed music you can find to set every single scene. Like, come on, just dial it back and, a little. And the the budget doesn't equal the intensity. Like, you can't <laughs> show me the payoff for what you're promising there. So I know I just kind of said that in a different way, but you really are building building up my expectations too high with that kind of score. And it's not even – it is just kind of a generic score. Sorry, composer, whoever you were, but it is, um, it is kind of just canned and uh, by the numbers action, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we jump around a little bit in this, but uh, the sort of – final confrontation of the film oh no let's not get okay go ahead all right i mean i i won't i won't go directly into yeah. it right now but all i'll say is that what you were just saying I, uh-huh. yeah exactly the final confrontation the music that's there does not equal what we see on screen but we will uh, get to that in a minute uh <laughs> yes mad max fury road it is not no. <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> there are no flying flaming guitar guys in this one sorry no. people yeah. sadly yes. that will so, save you the trouble <laughs> no yeah, we can I, like put it we can put that guy retroactively into every movie and i think we have something but yeah he could definitely ride in on top of the school bus <laughs> <I think. laughs> okay we're getting i really wanted to save this bus for the end but okay no, 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 <laughs> we'll, no. we'll double back around for the bus well yeah and uh, <laughs> I, I love the idea that people are listening to this having not seen the film and going School bus? Yes, School that's bus? right. We'll get to well, it. <laughs> please, uh, yes. I wouldn't recommend you watch this movie regularly, but watch it to enhance this audio experience. Um, <laughs> I don't think we mentioned this comes in at a hot one hour, 26 minutes. So <laughs> even though it can feel a lot longer than that at times, and I did take multiple breaks <laughs> watching this last night. <laughs> I went on my phone for like 10 minutes. Uh, Went on the iPad and played a game for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy, I just, yeah, I had to take some breaks in there. But you do get through it uh, fairly quickly. So, yeah. Um, I did enjoy like some of this um, shoddy action uh, we were alluding to in that uh, writing class in the beginning with Teacher. And uh, I think he's just known as Teacher. Um, Uh, But he's. Yes, I believe so. Is, I, I think that's all. Yeah, I think is, that's the character name is Teacher. But uh, obviously a confrontation ensues with Aldo and uh, Teacher. And then I just love how <laughs> just wimpy this whole scene is. It's like, okay, I'm gonna, Aldo just like, okay, I'm going to just like gently knock that table over. Uh, yeah. I'm going to toss that down on the ground <laughs> while this booming score is going on. And it's like, eh, I'm going to take these flowers out of this pot, throw them on the ground. And, uh, you know, I'm going to blow out this candle. How do you like that? <laughs> it was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. $1.8 million. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I did really enjoy, like, obviously, although uh, when the word no is uttered and it's just like every everyone decides, well, that's it. We're going literally apeshit now. And what they do is they <laughs> kind of knock over some 
tables and push some chairs over. And it's like, there's no more schoolroom. It's like, just, just, just like, <laughs> no. tilt it back up. It'll be it, fine. It, <laughs> yeah. And like we, the confrontation after is like, Caesar's like, no, Aldo, you're going to go fix it. It'll literally take five seconds to fix that room. Uh, pick that table up, put that chair behind yeah. or under that table. Okay. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Especially with what, there was like 20 gorillas there. Like it really won't take long at all. <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of a disgrace to your species, gorilla. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, do you love uh, Virgil for all of his tra- time travel bullshit? You know, I actually, I, I did put down a note that was like, I wasn't expecting a time travel discussion in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you, I'm sure you thought, okay, I hate this part, <laughs> or yeah, I, I hate this part, but yeah, that, it yeah. was it was interesting. I mean, they they clearly. I think the writers themselves mm-hmm. knew about the theory, but then they tried to get it across to people that wouldn't know anything about the theory, and they did it very badly. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why mm-hmm. they kind of muddled it. It's really not that difficult. It really isn't. I know that I, I probably know a little bit more than your average person about the idea of like time travel and different timelines and how things can affect and stuff like that and it's just, it can be a lot to get mm. your head around but if you're going into something like this where it's like well maybe the one future is different but you can like it's not that you can change the future but what you do if you do an action that's different from what is predicted you'll just end up going down a different timeline like i i just said that in two sentences this film tried <laughs> to do it in about 10 and it just gets more muddled as they go on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the the purpose of the scene is to establish Virgil as the intellectual, and I guess it does that. Um, yes. Okay, ish. <laughs> you know, um, aside but, from the fact that he carries a book around everywhere with him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> See, book knowledge, get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, what I want to know, uh, and this didn't even. Uh, directly connected to that, but like say, he almost always had a book with him, except when they go off to the ruined city, and then he's the one that's carrying a Geiger counter. How the hell do they know what it is, and why do they have one? I genuinely, a Ge- don't know. yeah, a Geiger. Well, counter. they ask for the Geiger counter from the from Mandemus in the armory. Yeah, they do. Uh, they out so- of everything that they would have saved and taken from humans. In the well, giant war, a Geiger counter, really? Didn't uh, I? Don't know if I'm misremembering, but didn't McDonald let them know that this the Forbidden City is radioactive, or 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 him and Caesar when they're having that discussion about McDonald's, like, oh, you can still hear and hear, you know, see images of your parents and hear them, and yeah. Caesar's like, don't speak to me in riddles, blah blah blah. Oh, does, it? Does, it comes out that it's radioactive then. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I guess I, but I was you're, saying you're, it in you're a just weird way. The device itself, like how. Oh, yeah, they... yeah, I'm, I'm questioning why the apes would have taken a Geiger counter to this town with the weapons. Like it's like it's the most random oh. thing that they would. Maybe have. that's a, an answer we get if we watch the rest of the. Movie, so. Maybe yes, it, <laughs> it, it could be a throwaway line in a previous film that they've just yeah, clutched like, onto. Or... 
Exactly. Now, Who the hell and, knows? <laughs> and speaking of throwaway lines, I think possibly my favorite stupid line in the entire film <laughs> is mm-hmm. uh, from once they are going into this uh, old city, and it comes from one of the citizens of that city, and it's, we're all radiated, but at least we're active. Like, oh my god, how bad was that? <laughs> I really like that line. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I know, it's a fantastic line, but it's awful. It's great. <laughs> I mean, to imagine, like, you write that line, you're like, eh, this is pretty great. <laughs> we really got him with this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it for that. Um, yeah, there was definitely a high five after that. Yeah, line. John William Carrington and Joyce. Cooper Carrington, the screenplay writers on this. Um, so they're like, oh man, wait till they hear this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was kind of focusing on that line because I was writing it down and all that. And then something hit me as well because obviously these people that are living there, they've been radiated into mutants, which basically means they've got a bit of a skin problem. Uh, that that's it. That's literally the only mutation from these people. Uh, yeah, they they need some extra lotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as they go further down to look for the archive, the radiation gets worse. That doesn't make sense. They're going further underground, further into the thing. Surely the radiation would be worse at the top and then get less as you go down into the structure. Unless the bomb fell into the building and exploded at the bottom of the building and then everything else happened. But uh, yeah, that, I had a bit of a gripe uh, with that one. You might have, you might be the only person to ever bring that up about this movie. Oh yes, I'm, I'm sure there weren't any nuclear physicists going to see this film and then coming yeah. out going, well, that was ruined for me. The second yes, oh, completely unrealistic. I was on board for Talking Apes, but not this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It is that this is going to be the problem when it comes to okay. Like so, I don't know if I was just glazed over at this point, but I need you to see if you could bring an answer to this question for me. So they do. So when they um, they being McDonald, Caesar, and Virgil, they're on this mission to the Forbidden City um, mm-hmm. to retrieve these archives of Caesar's parents. Um, so they do find this tape, yep. and do they not say the tape is from 1973? Um, I swear they say this tape is from 1973, or or he reads like the side of the canister and it's like got a date on it. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, on the canister it says something like that. This film starts, I believe, in the year 2060. Is that correct? Um, North yeah. America 2060. Yep, it's like it's either 60 or like 64 or something like that. Is it yeah, 2060? I mean, yeah. I guess okay. But yeah, Maybe I didn't think this up, but I guess, okay, so they do live long lives, is that right? Or, I don't know, because that well, seems... They do, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, why am I... Uh, yeah, McDonald is the brother of the guy that was working there when Caesar's parents were there. So I mean, something about this timeline is just not adding up to me, but... No. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and you can't even do the whole wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing when it comes to time no. travel, because there isn't any actual time travel in this film. They're just talking about things that have happened before. So, yeah, we're essentially talking 90 years previous. Yeah, almost which, 90 which years. doesn't 87. make any sense if you're... I mean, the only thing I can think of is that 
that originally happened, and then Caesar obviously was a baby, and let's say apes live two hundred years, just just for the hell of it, they live two hundred years. Sure. And the guy who McDonald, whose brother was working at that building, uh, they were working there while Caesar was imprisoned there. But that was loads of years after that. So, like, Caesar had been in prison for many, 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 many years before the whole uprising thing. Uh, but I think that's giving it too much credit, and I'm just going to put it down so. to error <laughs> in the filmmaker's camp there. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, uh, one other thing I had about uh, the people living down there. The guy who mm-hmm. was like the leader uh, yeah. of those people, did you notice Governor that... Culp? I believe so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice that every single time he gave any sort of command was trying to yell out instruction? It was the least enthusiastic order he could possibly be given, just like, go, go now. Go kill them. <laughs> now go. Yes. You, over there, <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like he could not be bothered with, he hates, yeah, he hates that he's risen to this position <laughs> somehow. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, like, he's instructing them all to get ready to basically go to war against the eight people. And it is literally just everyone go, run, go to the Yeah, it's... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, I won't put you on blast here. I won't say your name, but yeah, not the best acting by Governor Culp. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're super concerned with me saying it. So there you are. It's it's, it's Severn Darden. Okay, Severn Darden. Yeah, you mailed this one in. Okay, so and, yeah. It, mm. And did you notice as well? Anytime somebody had to run or they were attempting to drive anywhere. It mm-hmm. was the slowest movement you could possibly make while still moving. It's like, yes, I'm running down a corridor while basically jumping up and down on the spot. It's like, what the hell? What was with all this? It's, it's as if they only had, like, I don't know, 10 feet to work within, but they needed to get several lines of dialogue out. So they were like, okay, we're running, but we're not running, and go. Like, <laughs> yeah. It it was painful to watch. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like of like stormtroopers assembling in like the early like the uh, episodes the like four, five, and six. Yeah. Like how like kind of militarily they kind of trot along and stuff and assemble, <laughs> but they were like fleeing for their lives. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. At least they had Good. in the Star Wars. They had the because it was like it was like run, 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 run. Cut to another shot. Run, run, run. Like cut to another. This was no, all one shot. Just lots of slow <laughs> marching or whatever. Yeah, uh, we get some more uh, really clumsy action uh, again in the in the tunnels or whatever down in the Forbidden City. I love uh, Virgil gets surrounded by these radioactive uh, dwellers. And I, I love McDonald just comes up and he just like slappily like pushes them off while he's like holding a machine gun. Yeah. Did you see? He's just like meh, meh, yeah, <laughs> like pushes them off and they're just like <laughs> it's so awkward. Seriously, you got to watch that scene. It, it's it's just so lazy and hilarious. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's almost as if they were also just going like, okay, my daughter, you've got a gun, but you don't want to fire it. Go. No. <laughs> you want to make it a burden to you while you just kind of shove a couple of these guys, and there's like 20 of them around him, but you somehow get this guy out. You get Virgil out of there. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw where the script had to say, and then he frees Virgil. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> the choreography was literally just going and fall over. Go. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was it. Yeah. And uh, how quickly did uh, did Governor Culp, the leader of the Forbidden City, kind of change his um, mind about he really wanted these people captured for questioning? Right? He was very gung ho about that. Uh, like, yeah. I need these people. Alive, uh, we got to find out what's going on. And two seconds later, kill them all, kill them. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like you even get the guard talking about like that there's been peace for what was it like 40 years? Like, no uh-huh. one's ever sh- shot anyone, no one's even been attacked. And then no. these people turn up and they're like, okay, bring them in for questioning. There's one altercation, it's like, well, all hope is lost, we must just kill everyone on sight. Like, um, okay, uh. <laughs> I think he's bipolar. Maybe I don't know. I maybe I don't know. But it was it was so weird. He's just like, yeah, fuck it, kill him. <laughs> maybe that was his you know mutation. What? We're bored. It doesn't even say something like it's been. Oh, peace is like. Or he said like peace has been boring or something. Or yeah, we do need to shake things up. Something like that. I don't know. Something yeah, along those lines. Actually... When they bring up how long it's been peaceful, um, I, Paul, this this doesn't take an eagle-eyed viewer, especially if I caught it. Um, and especially if I didn't pull it from IMDb's goofs, but <laughs> there's a point where um, Virgil is like uh, kind of defending the uh, the onslaught of these um, Forbidden City guys, and he gets a fire hose. Yep, and he starts to aim the fire hose and shoots it and hits one guy. There is an extra screen right that reacts. As if he's being hit by the fire hose simultaneously. <laughs> did you see that? I I believe I did. Yes, it was. So- oh my god! I had to rewind it. I was like, no, no, no. He no water is touching him, and he is flailing his arms. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like ah. Well, <laughs> I like before I, the water even gets near him. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only assume they only had one take that day because they couldn't wait for the costume to dry out again. Uh, I don't know, but oh my gosh. It, 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 we're seriously just pointing out like four or five examples of how shittily strewn together this movie is. Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling there were not a lot of uh, third and fourth takes. Even second, maybe. Um, yeah, no, this was probably not... Clint Eastwood's thought. This was Clint Eastwood's thought. Okay, we got it. Moving on. Yeah, uh, at yeah. least for these types of shots. I'm sure when it comes to them just doing dialogue, they had time, but something like this, no, they're not going to redo this <laughs> again and again. Uh, I mean, yeah. do, you know, do you know how much it costs to rent a fire hose in those times? I mean, come on. You know what? I don't. So you got me there. <laughs> I think somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.6 million. That's where the money apparently Well, Oh, we finally cracked that one. Okay, <laughs> podcast over. We got it. <laughs> and the, uh, the other, uh, if we're going along that type of route as well, pointing out these like, really bad continuity things, when they actually turn up at the end with the, the mounted gun on the vehicle, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, take aim and fire. 
and what they somehow do is fire a gun. It's almost, and I don't know if you've seen the live action Sergeant Bilko with uh, Steve Martin, but it's almost like what they do when they're pretending the gun is firing at the end, which is the gun is pointed off to their left and they are looking off to their right through the binoculars at two apes on a hill. The gun fires and the apes that they're looking at explode. <laughs> I like, see. I don't think I caught that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like I saw that happen. It's like he's very clearly staring down the barrel of his binoculars at these apes. Either that, or he's just looking at a bird somewhere and ordering <laughs> off the firing. <laughs> yeah. Like, see. <laughs> like, he is now, a bird watcher, I... and yeah. Oh, that's a, a secret passion. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, my lord. I don't know. Uh, I I was expecting the Sergeant Bilko explanation. It was just like, uh, you've heard of uh, Einstein theory, space is curved, Mm -hmm. and these are smart weapons. But yeah, I I don't... As we said, there must have only been a couple of takes of some of these scenes, and it really shows (laughs) these types of stuff. Um, Yeah, it's a wonder they didn't make more after this. I know. (laughs) That this was the death knell of the franchise for a while. Um, Yeah, yeah, so go ahead. I I will say I did feel like this film was an ending. I feel like they weren't planning on making any more after this one, Mm -hmm. just solely based on how they bookend the film um yeah so or do you think there were or do you think there were reshoots or rewriting when they're like they realized how awful this was (laughs) and like well we're not gonna get it to make any more of these so we better uh put an end on this yeah let's just get some kids in put half of them in a costume we'll be good Uh, yeah yeah. um so i guess we need to talk about a little bit about cornelius maybe um cornelius being caesar and lisa is that her name? Lisa's Lisa? son? Yep. You know, we all know uh, a ape named Lisa. So, <laughs> yep. Um, well done, Natalie Trundy. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like, the only, like, female lead in this thing. So, much, well done. Yep. For, yeah, for all you got to do there. But we get, uh, Cornelius, I guess, really gets to shine, other than being kind of a whiny, typical kid that wants to just play, um... He really gets to shine in the scene when he's eavesdropping on Aldo and the other gorillas, their secret meeting uh, to that Bender would definitely be at to kill all humans. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we know Bender's in there somewhere, uh, but he's, I love it. He's just like in his pajamas and yeah. Uh, yeah. So of course, Aldo just pretty much straight up, I guess, we're calling this manslaughter, or not ape slaughter? Ape slaughter, sorry, not manslaughter. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you. Uh, there's my one for the episode. I won't do it again. All right. Paul says, "Yeah, right." Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. But anyway, yeah. So inadvertently, I guess, kills. Well, sorry, spoiler. Um, severely injures Cornelius for the time being. Yes. Um, sorry for that spoiler <laughs> from, from two minutes from now but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was a little bit of action i guess i suppose yes i mean <laughs> if you enjoy seeing a, a tree surgeon do some work because that's about all you got 
Yeah. For, for for a film that is labeled primarily in the action genre, there is very few and far between the action. Yeah. I mean, like, think about, so this franchise, you've got Planet of the Eight, Beneath the Planet of the Eight, Escape from Planet of the Eight, Conquest of the Planet of the Eight, which... Uh, could arguably be on par, and then this one, battle for the planet of the apes. Very little battle. The most actiony word of all of those. Battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah there's. Uh, uh, I have no other way of saying this. There's fuck all battling in this. Film. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> a movie I just rewatched recently. Um, Turbo Kid, strong recommendation. Way oh, yeah. more action in that wonderful little gem of a film uh, than this did. And yeah, I don't even have the budget numbers for that film, but I feel like it was way less than $1.8 million. Um, I, I mean, maybe comparable, and we're talking in today's money. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I'd say there's more battle in the last 10 minutes of Turbo Kid than there is in this entire film. <laughs> oh, and Paul, did you hear? I was going to text you this uh, earlier. Uh, sequel in the works. <gasps> okay. Yes. Yes. Breaking news here. Um, uh, so far, I, I don't know his name yet, but Turbo Kid is the only one that signed on. Um, I could okay. look it up, but I'm not going to bother. But hopefully, I'm hoping to see Apple get pulled into that list because uh, I really need Apple to be back because she was <laughs> the one of the best parts of that damn movie. Okay. All right. So we're just going to talk about Turbo Kid for the rest of this one. All right. Everyone's on board with that. Yes, very much so. <laughs> okay. So I did one of my notes in this. I'm just looking. I have no idea what was going on at this point. I wrote down what is happening. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and check that one off because who knows when, when that was written. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> It was shortly after uh, Aldo chopped down that branch, so yeah, I'm just yeah, okay. This is not clear what's going on here. Yeah, um, it, basically, the, this entire uh, like society that they built is based around one premise, which is that apes are superior to humans because apes do not kill other apes, and no, Aldo does an action, as in chopping a tree branch, which leads to the killing of an ape. Now. I... Not premeditated. Now, mm. is that yeah? So no. when they say ape kill ape, do they mean pre premeditated or involuntary <laughs> ape slaughter? I don't know. Sorry. I mean, well, and then also you've got uh, like uh, yes, it's not what, what would be the same. It's not swords don't kill apes. Ape kill ape with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> gravity, gravity kill ape. There we go. <laughs> that falls. Yes, gravity yeah. kill ape. Me merely assist. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it's really a stupid uh, kind of plot point that they have because personally, I think it would have been. Way better if they actually had had him, like, beat him. Like, beat this kid into unconsciousness. Even for uh, someone in a costume, I think that would have been rough. Even in... And I think you got to remember the time then, 73. I don't think... I think that would not have gone over well at all. Well, I... uh, You know, obviously, I don't mean a a long shot of just fist after fist, but, like, he goes for it. Maybe, like, he connects on the tree... And that makes him fall out of the tree, but like something where he actively impacts the ape, because mm-hmm. like we said, like 
you know, obviously he does something that leads to the death of an ape, and that's a big, like, when I say big, I'm only using it in terms of what the script would do, but it's a, it's a big yeah. thing to come back right at the end. But mm. it really, all he does, he does just hack at a tree. Yeah. Like, it's it's uh, not worth it, really. Oh, overarchingly, like, and I'm going to uh, kind of emphasize that I'm not a big fan of this phrase at all. But I just, at the moment, can't think of another way to say it. I don't like this phrase. But this movie is a cock tease of action <laughs> throughout. Would you agree to that? Uh, again, not a fan of the phrase, but yes, yeah, I, I yes, see what you yeah. mean. So, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm saying, like, if, if I could dive into better vocabulary right now, I would. But, um, yeah, hate the phrase, but that is what this, <laughs> but that is what this film is. It is a constant tease of the promise of action that never comes. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's basically that, uh, like, yeah, it's a rabbit with a carrot on a stick attached to its head. It's like, it, it's right there. Come on. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, much better. Yes, thank you. Much more benign <laughs> and accurate. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, so you had said one of your favorite lines. I would like to now toss out one of mine uh, okay. here. Uh, we get, um, oh, what's his nuts again? Uh, um, Governor Culp, when he has, uh, they have left the Forbidden City and are on their mission to um, take back or whatever, kill all the apes, whatever the hell they want to do, who cares? Yeah. Um, he, I believe he's looking through his binoculars again, uh, planning the attack, and he says, I want it to look like that city we came from! <laughs> and it is, it is almost, you can feel the screenwriter gave up halfway through that sentence <laughs> like they're just uh, what did we call that place that city we came from that's what we called it <laughs> I, just, I just felt so sad in that moment yeah. <laughs> that that felt that feels to me like what actually happened is the actor forgot his line just, <laughs> and rather than go like line he just said it and they were like okay because <laughs> there is a discernible pause and that is the best damn part i want it to look like there's the beat and a half that city we came from <laughs> oh my god it's so beautiful yeah i just loved it so much it just i rewound it and watched it like three times <laughs> that is worth it right there and that's worth your four bucks on uh, itunes people well and the uh, yeah uh another Possibly the weirdest bit of editing in the entire film, and that I've seen in quite a long time as well, is the oddest jump cut I've mm. seen in cinema. And it is, uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what it is. I think it's a line from, uh, uh, what am I blanking on his name? Uh, it's either Mandemus or uh, mm -hmm. Virgil. I can't remember which one, but it's uh, like, what do you know? And then it jump cuts to them in front of the pen with the humans. It's just, that's what I know. It's like, what? Like, what? Exactly. What happened here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for the editor of this movie because I'm sure they were not giving a lot of choices to make here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, like, I don't, like, like we said before, I don't feel like there was a whole lot of multiple takes in this. Um, pretty much just had to throw what you could in to preserve the continuity as best you could. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think they should have kept what logically would have happened. 
because if you take if you take it purely as uh, what do you know was the last line said by that person, and then the guy waited to say that's what I know by moving, he wordlessly leaves where he's at. Everyone follows him. He walks through the camp up to the thing and then points and says that's what I know. It's like it's. I think they should have left that three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I agree. Uh, not that this film needed three more minutes, but hey, yeah, why not? Just a, yeah. of a silent march through the camp. Yeah, they could have like... uh, almost gotten to that 90-minute mark. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> with that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <coughs> uh, so, uh, anywho, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a place to go there next? Oh, no, I, I, would just, I just had uh, one or two more little, um, mm. little comments that I had here, which is uh, at the end the apes have a plan where they're going to all pretend to be dead. And then when everyone comes in and they just, like, stand up. Uh, <laughs> and it's, like, the slowest standing up. They're like, okay, all right, let me get my cane. Let me get up here. Hey, we're alive! Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Before they, that, though, we get uh, uh, Cornelius kicks it. So, dum-dum-dum. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and for those not paying attention, that is Caesar's kid. Um, and we get the very sentimental, sentimental line: "One day you should be as tall as a king." Um, that is for people that somehow got invested into this movie. Um, yes, and I wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, then um, we get to what we kind of talked about earlier on the the score builds, and holy cow, here it comes! Here it comes! <laughs> the battle for the planet of the apes, and rolls yeah. in a school bus and three jeeps. <laughs> Yeah, it, <laughs> I feel oh, like it's, yeah. it really should be battle for an acre and a half of apes. <laughs> like, that's about it. Yes, with, with one barely that. running, rusted out school bus, and a couple <laughs> of army jeeps, and a lot of guys shouting, yeah. Yeah, and my question is, uh, how are they powering these uh, vehicles that clearly still run on petrol but mm-hmm. it's not like they're still producing it anymore so like, I, don't uh, I don't know well they got it from Gastown in, in Mad Max world oh um, yes there we go yeah uh, Gastown they traded it for some bullets from Bullet Farm and, yes. yeah mm-hmm. I think I got those names right okay <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah they, so we get that exciting sequence uh yeah. Which, uh, yeah, exciting is in quotation marks right there. Oh, no, um, I, yeah. My note is, seriously, with exciting in quotes, I said exciting conclusion. <laughs> one school bus and, like, three effing jeeps. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, it's men with guns. Oh, no. And then it's not like yes. that actually does anything. And then we have, as we said, the uh, the slowest, like, now. Okay, now we'll attack. Um, it's just... <laughs> All the apes get up, and then they start shooting. And I don't know if you notice this, but apes are terrible shots. Like, horrible. Call back to stormtroopers. Uh, Yeah, maybe worse shots than stormtroopers. Yeah. I don't, I genuinely don't think that until Aldo and his men turn up on horseback, a single ape hits a single human with a a shot. Like, what I can tell you is that um, this one ape is very very successful with a net and i can tell you that because he seemed to catch the same group of people in the same net from the same tree three times 
Like it's just wow. Logic. Well, now we do have a time loop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I I was watching that that occurs like yeah, and then it catches the people, and then it cuts to something else, and then yeah, and it catches people. It's like that looked like the same shot. No, they wouldn't do that. Cuts to someone else. Cut that. Yeah, catches more people. It's like that was the same shot. Okay, so <laughs> so future filmmakers out there, I am okay with you using an establishing shot multiple times like okay i get it this is a big ship uh in space or a big yeah okay set the scene use that establishing shot again if you're in an action once again in quotes (laughs) action (laughs) sequence you cannot repeat your shots yes what the f are you doing (laughs) i'd say it's not like as much as uh, the, the Matrix Reloaded was horrible when it came to some of the battle scenes. Like at least they didn't just repeat like a la the old Hanna Barbera running down the street with the background going again and again. Like it's not just the same three people being hit. Mm-hmm. Punch right, punch forward, punch left, punch right, punch forward, punch left. Like, mm-hmm. Just no, just come on. At maybe just I don't know. Only show it once, and then we think, oh, that probably happens elsewhere in this fight. yeah um so anywho so okay so the the big field battle was a dud but ah it was a red herring because (laughs) now now we get the confrontation the final fight we know it's going to be a big one between caesar and aldo these two you know aldo's had it out for caesar for the last 46 minutes <laughs> or whatever <laughs> the runtime is and uh and so oh man they're gonna have it out and this is gonna be fucking awesome and we have caesar blocks one one like swing from auto auto falls and dies <laughs> yep. and there's your battle yeah. well, uh, you once again to... out of money apparently i don't yeah. know and you seem to forget there was what was it, like a minute and a half of tree climbing before that? Punch? Yes, before that. Well, yeah, we had to build up to this huge battle that's going to take place. <laughs> and seriously, it's less than four. Like, it's not even those jokes of, like, a, a big prize fight and they're knocked out in the first round. No, we didn't even get a round. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got one block or one, like, strike that's blocked. He falls and dead. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, the stupid thing is that obviously Caesar is still going to be clinging to his morals of an ape doesn't kill another ape. Yeah. And clearly, Aldo is willing to break that rule. So, that would have been an interesting confrontation to force Caesar into his moral quandary of do I have to, do I protect my own life? Yeah, and then you could have, like, technically he is, but you could have Aldo really be the person that ends up killing himself because he's actively trying to kill Caesar, and then he'll do something which will maybe a callback. He'll slice through the branch he's standing on somehow, and then that'll make him fall to his death. I don't know. But, no, it really is just, I'm going to punch you. No, you're not. Okay, fine, I'll just die. I may as well die at this point. Fine, I'm just gonna die. Yeah, it, yeah. it really is just dead. I like. Okay, he's gonna fall to his death. Why? It's in the script. Okay. Yes, because we it was late. We didn't know how to end it, and we yeah, we're out of money. Here you go. Yep. Yeah, 
and and yeah, you don't again. You don't even see an impact or like any dealing with anything of like that. It really is just like, oh no, I'm clearly dangling off the edge of this thing and not standing on a box, just out of shot. No, and then down, <laughs> and then you see him fall in slow motion a little bit. And so, so I guess I don't know if I'm just now putting this together, but the only way that apes can be killed is by by gravity. I think so because in the opening we have. Uh, Cornelius, or not Cornelius, uh, Caesar's dad, who maybe the bullets didn't kill him, but the fall did. Yeah. Cornelius, fall killed him. <laughs> Aldo, fall killed him. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, I, I think, I think he, I'm on to something. I have no idea what it is, but there you go. Somehow, Only. in this weird alternate future, uh, gravity is the only real killer. This is this is an anti-gravity propaganda film, and we finally cracked it. <laughs> After all this, this time, anti-Newtonists, <laughs> and we're behind this in the film. We found the real <laughs> message. Yeah, goddamn you, Illuminati, <laughs> or whatever your message is. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think we. I'm glad we got there. We that's that's why we do these, so we can get to the bottom of things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and speaking of um, bullshit uh, WTF moments, at the end we get old wise ape telling you know ending the story, and then we have a statue of Caesar. We yeah. pan to that camera pans off of old wise ape up to statue. Caesar statue starts to cry. What yeah. in the holy actual f? It's <laughs> going on there. Yeah, I. What? I mean, Why? How was that I, established as part of this universe? Crying I, statues? I I don't know. I mean, you've got um, obviously it's a, a talk about how they're still waiting for a day when you don't need weapons, mm-hmm. and it's like you know at least we wait with hope, and then I think they ask like who knows the future, and it's just perhaps only the dead. If I'm remembering correctly, and then that's when mm. the single tear comes down. It's like, is that supposed to mean that the future is bleak because he's the dead is crying about it? Like, that's the mm. only thing I can take from that. Given well, that it's a it, it, follow-up, and it's very ironic too. And I won't get super political, but it's very ironic that this franchise was started with uh, one of the biggest. NRA pieces of shit (laughs) 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 in Charlton Heston. Uh, And then that's what the message, you know, in this film, supposedly. Uh, I don't know. I just had some issues with that. But yeah, that crying statue. What the hell are you trying to do here? I I seriously think they had no idea how to end this thing. Um, Yeah. Okay, well, we'll just try to hit them with some emotion for those 4% that somehow got invested in this. <laughs> and here you go. Here's your payoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... I don't get it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, yeah, I think... Uh, I think... I mean, I think we needed to stop at, you know, anti-gravity propaganda. I think, yeah, that's really what it's about. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, I, I don't know if this will explain anything... Uh, for you, but um, John William Coynton and Joyce Hooper Coynton, they were brought in to write this after a success of another film of theirs. However, neither of them had written any science fiction films, and they hadn't seen any of the other eight films before writing it. Well, (laughs) 
That certainly doesn't show. No, don't still. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed that. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, All right, then. I, I figured I'd say that till last because, yeah, like after everything we just talked about, it's like, of course that's the case. Like, there's no, there's no way in hell that was the case. I don't, I don't understand how you can do that. I, I mean, okay, from a studio point of view, oh, look, we have these successful writers and they've agreed to work on this. So, hey, maybe it'll be a success. And it's only with hindsight being 2020 that you can say, well, that was a fucking stupid idea. What did you do that for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now, weirdly, with all this being said, yes, I enjoyed watching this film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? Um, I did not enjoy... my first experience, but if I had left myself more time, I was enjoying it this the second watch. Um, <laughs> and yes, in that kind of ironic way, of course, <laughs> I mean, this is not a good film. I don't think either of us are going to make it an argument that this oh, is a no. good movie. There it is. Um, but it, it there is enjoyment to be had in the sheer ridiculousness that is this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was there, there are other this. films we've covered that I would never wish upon anyone to see. Uh, <laughs> the Chuck, the child, Chuck, Curse of Chucky, or whatever. Uh, um, yeah, or Cult. I'm sorry. See, can't even recall what that one was. Yeah. Um, or, or the Ernest in the Army, or <laughs> um, even though that one that one's on someone's list as one of the best Ernest movies, whatever the hell they're smoking, I want some of. But um, but there's others like this and like Jason X that we've done that are just kind of that that right in that fun bad zone. Um, yeah, I mean, this was yeah. very clearly a film of its time. So as long as you're willing to like realize that, I think mm-hmm. there's. Plenty of fun to be had just watching this yeah. and just letting it wash over you. Yeah, and and the runtime is a big seller. It's an hour <laughs> and twenty six minutes. You know that's a sign of quality when they can't even make it to the ninety minute mark. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to invest a whole lot. Um, no. I do. I mean, four bucks is four bucks, but if you can find it somewhere, or if you have a way to to finagle the system, you know, and you don't mind doing that, go for it. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking for just uh, something really just escapist and not r- really worried about diving too deep or focusing on, put it on <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a couple beers. Or if you're inclined to smoke something, go ahead and do that, and I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a film that, and obviously we were just ripping into it. If you have a couple of friends with you. Like, go for it. You guys will have a blast just going like, wow, this is kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if, hey, worse comes worse, shut it off. <laughs> no yeah. hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And there's plenty of other stuff to watch if you really want. Yeah, but give it a go. It's 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 not the worst thing. Uh, certainly not the best. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, and, but, uh, and, yeah. And I just wanted to say, kind of leaping off of this, like, I really enjoyed watching this film and I've been toying around with an idea for the last few months or so and I feel like this might be a good time to mention it. 
I kind of want to, in the future, hopefully next year at this point, uh, uh, go into some of the the film stars of yesteryear and look at some of their work and kind of do, uh, like, reviewing the old film stars, like studio era, uh, timeline, and, you know, moving forward. Uh, and that's the basic idea of myself and Brian will be hashing it out a little bit more, but uh, if anyone has any suggestions for actors that would be a good starting point or actors that you would love us to cover or even just a film that you think we could start with do let us know because we seriously do take all suggestions into consideration when we look at this yes uh, i would say yes we we love the feedback but we do uh, um uh, have ultimate veto power so it's uh, mm-hmm. you know because we're both <laughs> egomaniacs so um yeah so we will if your idea is dumb we will say no but, <laughs> oh, I'm so nice to her. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'm kind of looking forward to what people think um, about that. So we'll see where it goes, and we'll try to hit it up as periodically as we can. Um, yeah, just looking forward to kind of diving into that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, through the nature of it and the number of films we would end up watching, it will probably be like every two or three months will be something, because we want to have the time mm-hmm. to actually yeah. watch a good sample. So, mm. yeah, well, um, more information on that as and when we actually have some. So there yes. we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yes, um, now I believe we need to actually come up with a new list of... Oh, I'm uh, not prepared for this. We might need to... <laughs> well, that's fine. I believe I still have... Um, I do not want a Twitter poll. No Twitter poll. We decide. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't like. Sorry, I love you all, but uh, when you make me watch things I don't want to watch, I get upset. <laughs> and it's but yeah, yeah. So some of this like, we need to have off mic as well. Uh, no, that's fine. So I will. I've crossed those out. Okay, so uh, in that case, Brian, tell you what, you just give me three different numbers between one and ten, and I will go off of that. Four, five, six. Uh, the one in consideration, and we will let you know what it will be, is Pirates of the Caribbean, National Lampoon, and Shrek. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> things could have gone a lot worse. Okay. <laughs> Definitely, yes. It was almost Sharknado, but you uh, oh, gave me the other one. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Okay. Uh, we, will let, we will let everyone know which two we decide. Uh, at some point. So, okay. <laughs> yep, sounds good. Okay. Right, so, with all of that out of the way, <laughs> I've been Paul. I've been Brian. And we'll see you folks later. Bye. Bye. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.